0: Just go to Indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Welcome to the uncontested podcast, talking Oklahoma City Thunder basketball and the wider NBA. Sam Presti said, lower the hatch, load up the cannon, and get the tank out rolling. Catch new episodes after each Thunder game and every Sunday night. (laughs) This is a house of learning doctors. Follow The Uncontested on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube to catch
2: new content as it drops. I mean, a cat and a dog connected together? This is Ludor.
0: You're listening to The Uncontested.
1: What is up? Welcome to The Uncontested podcast. We're part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network, coming to you live from YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook on today, Sunday, the 4th of July. Happy Independence Day to all of our stateside listeners, to all of our uh, international listeners. Happy July 4th. Taylor, um, 4th of July always oh, well I guess I should start off by introducing you. I'm joined by Taylor Peterson today.
2: Today's the 4th of July. I was thinking it is, uh it, it was the day where Thunder fans mourned back in is, 2016, 5 years ago today.
1: PTSD <laughs> triggered. Man, I'm I'll your host the J- I'm your host Jacob Niffin by the way. Uh, if you're listening <laughs> to the podcast version of this, please make sure to drop us a five-star rating, uh, a little blurb In the uh, in the comments on Apple, that would mean a lot to us. Um, But Taylor, now let's talk about the (laughs) Fourth of July. Fourth of July, you're uh, probably the most barbecued day of the year. So, Taylor, what is your if you get to design your perfect? It's seven p.m. on the Fourth of July. We've been shooting off fireworks and swimming all day. I just got out of just got out of the pool. (laughs) Sit down. And I've got my perfect outdoor cookout plate of my 4th of July food. What's on that plate?
2: Well, uh, I feel like I'm similar to you in this regard. I'm a big barbecue guy. Not that I'm good at barbecuing necessarily. Kind of inexperienced. But I love finding some good barbecue. Um, So, maybe a little smoked brisket, a little pork shoulder. Always going to have to have a rib or two. Some mac and cheese, coleslaw, lots of barbecue sauce. Perfect. Although last night I did, I just kind of go with the traditional American grilled meal and uh, grilled some hot dogs. So
1: there you go. <laughs> it's hard to beat a Fourth of July just a good hamburger, hot dog, some potato chips. Um, so true, you know. But no, I'm with you. I'm I'm going some brisket. I'm going some ribs. Give me some mac and cheese. Give me some cornbread. <laughs> Living the dream. Man. Uh,
2: hey, I uh, I mentioned five years ago today, and uh, obviously we don't want to talk about Kevin Durant because we don't really care at this point. But I'll only bring this up because it's kind of funny. I'll never forget. Uh, that's when you and I kind of started to get to know each other on Twitter around that time frame. That is true. Because I was out of town with my family. we were about to get on an airplane. And I'll never forget. And thankfully, I was able to get Wi-Fi on the plane. But, uh, so Hayden and I had been, you know, we kind of got word one way or the other that he was going to, Oh no, he came out and announced that he was going to make his decision with his new, mm-hmm. uh, whatever it was, his website, I, whatever. Um, so we knew it was coming around this time, but that was right before we we're about to board this plane, like literally right before. So like we had, there was a little lounge area in the airport. So we had been down there like trying to get wifi. Well, anyways, it's time for us to board. So my family actually had gone back up. But we saw that uh, we we're about to get on the plane, and Hayden and I saw that he had dropped it a little early. So we ran it back downstairs to that lobby, got Wi-Fi, and were able to see it right before we got on the plane. Uh, but anyways, and I got up in the air, and I saw you, you tweet at me. <laughs> You're like, Taylor's going to be about to get hit by a damn – feel like he was hit by a damn bus when he gets off this plane. Anyways, kind of funny. Full circle, here we are. Players <laughs> Tribune. Thank you, Carrie. That's Yes, it. yes. Um... <laughs>
1: Silva in the chat, our our good friend of the pod, (laughs) Silva, um, brings up a a good point. Another 4th of July question I wanted to ask you, Taylor. Uh, He says, Joey Chestnut (laughs) averages 7.5 glizzies Glizzies. per minute, (laughs) 7.5 hot dogs per minute uh, for his world record, 75 hot dogs in 10 minutes. Taylor, if you got to go on the hot dog uh, eating challenge, I guess, for the 4th of (laughs) July, 10 minutes... How many dogs are you putting down? Oh,
2: I'd probably be a uh, hot dog per minute kind of guy. Um, probably, you know, 10, 10 minutes, and then I'd vomit.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so I think I could do a hot dog per 10 minutes, but after you get to, like, dog number three, you're probably just like, damn it, dude, this sucks. This I got to get another one <laughs> down. Yes, which is Ugh. why they
2: go so fast, like dip yeah. it in that water. Yeah, put it in the don't water to eat, you
1: know, get the, the bread all Ugh. soggy so it just – can you imagine right that guy's down? stomach? Like, oh my gosh.
2: Fourth of July uh, night for him probably does not consist of many uh, fireworks, at least outside.
1: <laughs> Jeez. Jeez. Uh, happy fourth, everybody. I would never be able to eat <laughs> hot dogs ever again. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Be. And I'd want to like enjoy them. I'd be like... <laughs> <laughs> Silva said they don't call him the glizzy gladiator For, for nothing. <laughs> Uh, oh, man. Disgusting. <laughs> uh, I'd want to enjoy the hot dog, too. I'd be like getting it like the perfect level of grill, throwing some ketchup on that bad boy. I'm taking my time. I'm enjoying my dog. That's right. Yep. I'm with Ugh. You. Ugh. With right. Well, Taylor, let's get uh, let's get to some basketball talk here. I figured today, obviously, we have the finals matchup set. So we are going to dive into our our finals preview here in a little bit. But before that, I want to talk a little bit. There's been a lot of chatter about OKC's future assets and what they're going to do with those. So, we are going to spend today ranking the future OKC Thunder assets. But before we get there, Taylor, I want to talk about somebody who's maybe been a little forgotten around the NBA world. A little guy, not little. A <laughs> I was going say guy. little. <laughs> who did not play for his team's uh, national team, and that team is now not going to the Olympics. Crazy. Our guy, Shay Gilgis Alexander. I get the feeling that Shay's kind of been out of sight, out of mind since what, like early March? Right, I'm gonna, mid-March? I'm going to push back a little
2: bit here, uh, only because I'm so tired of seeing those stupid, annoying national media trades. Oh, The God. Thunder could trade SGA in six and get a top three pick.
1: I hate it. Get out of here. <laughs> That's that, what horrible value. Yes. The Thunder are not trading Shea, Gojus, Alexander this offseason. Right. I would be shocked, but
2: Taylor, you are right though. In terms of like, I think if Shea plays through the end of March, I'm not entirely sure we we like see those or they, he plays through the uh, the majority of the, or the second half of the regular season and he doesn't sit out. Um, I think you're right in the sense that we probably don't see many of those trades. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, people are throwing around those trades. But for the average NBA fan, he's just been out of sight, out of mind. Mm-hmm. Um, Your people are obsessing over other players in that 2018 draft class. And rightfully so. Trey Young's been incredible. DeAndre Ayton's been awesome. Mikael Bridges playing great. <laughs> Excuse me. But I think we forget how good Shea gilgis Alexander actually is. So I want to throw out some stats here for you, Taylor, uh, and then I just want to I just want to chat about where Shea is in his career and where we think he could end up. So uh, on the Hardwood Knox podcast recently, uh, they mentioned that SGA 87.1 percent of his buckets this season were unassisted. <laughs> <laughs> that is, so eight that, that means 30, 13% of his baskets came off a pass from a teammate, 87%, so nine out of every 10 times he scores a bucket. It's off his own creation. That's the highest percentage of unassisted buckets by anybody in the league who played 20 plus games. He shot 54.7% on two-pointers and 41.8% on three-pointers. And of those three pointers, 70% of those threes were unassisted. And 92% of them were not corner threes, but they came above the break in the three-point line. He also led the league in drives per game at 25.2 drives per game. Just crazy. Ridiculous individual ISO creation numbers.
2: So for comparison, um, the Portland Trailblazers combined to average only a Small handful more than that at 31 drives per game as a team. Now granted, the stat I have is back at the end of February, but still for perspective, that's yeah.
1: The guy lives in the paint. He creates his own shot. He makes difficult shots, very difficult shots. Unassisted above the break threes, Taylor. The hardest shot to hit in the game, really, right? I mean, we're talking sidesteps. We're talking step backs. We're talking come off the screen and fire. We're talking difficult shots. Shea hit 42, almost 43% of them. So really what I want to get at here is, is are these numbers because Shea played on a bad team without great teammates? Um, Is is this a, uh, a Devin Booker type of situation where he's a great player just waiting to have the team around him to go chase a title and how good is he going to get? Yeah, no, that's a good point. Um, I think
2: some of these stats definitely are a little inflated in the sense that um, we probably don't see, like, for example, that unassisted, uh, those unassisted percentages. If he's playing, um, like, for example, if the Thunder just kept the team that they had uh, last, I I guess we can still say last season um, and, and kept it for this past season that just ended up finishing, and I guess we're going to jump to the NBA Finals here, but uh, those numbers probably don't look the same just because he doesn't have as much opportunity in that regard. But I think, like you said, what it it really shows is just how good and how talented Shea is, and also the growth that he's continued to take each and every offseason, and even during the season. I think we saw him continue to get more confident um, in in all those regards. Um, But some of those stats are just absolutely crazy. And one thing that you just mentioned that I, I guess is a good place to start 41.8% Forty-one point eight percent on uh, on threes, and you mentioned his uh, his seventy percent of those were unassisted. Um, like you said, like creating that three point shot, those step backs, like like we saw him continue to add into his game throughout this past year um, before he set out with his injury. Like that's the kind of stuff where like we're watching players in the playoffs. We see Trey Young do it. We saw Luca, obviously, that's something that he goes to. James Harden, even though he was hurt this playoffs, Uh, Kevin Durant, some although he's just so sink and tall, you know, he just basically can uh, can release the ball, yeah, Yeah, right, over anybody. Um, And then Devin Booker, Uh, Donovan Mitchell, like these these players that were thrown out there, were you know, they they really are exactly exactly, and that's what Shea was doing uh, prior to his injury, and like you said, um, just really excited for him to get back on that big stage, like some of these guys. Because to your point, I think Shea will be um, looked at in a similar regard.
1: Yeah, and I love that that point you made. That you know, if they brought the same team back from last year—the Chris Paul, Dennis Schroeder, Stephen Adams team—he doesn't have that many ISO scoring and ISO like and driving and creating for others opportunities. He's more of a play finisher. And although I love that team and I love Chris Paul, right? I am glad he got this opportunity. He. You put him in, in that spot. The team put him in that spot and said, Let's see what you got. And he yep. doesn't get that opportunity otherwise. And he is proving that he can be a guy that you build around.
2: That's a really interesting point, too. Like, we, um, I don't have the direct or the, yeah, the direct quotes from Pressy um, towards the end. I think it was, you know, that, that year, the bubble year, uh, 2020, where the X interviews and then obviously the, uh, the season intro presser that he did. Um, for this past season, you know, talking like you said, something along the lines of giving the keys to Shea and just, you know, they had the confidence in him. They thought that he was going to do something similar to this. But if he doesn't take the leap that he did, if he didn't show what he did that first half of the season prior to him sitting out, like well, it's a little more than half the season, um, maybe we are talking more about Shea and pick number six to trade up and try and get a mm-hmm. um, Mobley or a, a Jalen Green. Um, but we aren't. Because, like you said, of some of those stats that you rattled off and just his performance this past season is pretty incredible. Um, you mentioned his, uh, well, I guess, so this is another stat. I, I was going to mention something about his drives. Is that a pretty interesting stat again there as well? But uh, the Thunder scored 9.9 9 more points per 100 possessions with Shea on the court, which was 94th percentile in the league, uh, which is a pretty crazy stat. Um, but so there was only two of the, again, this was back in February. There's only two um, other games. that saw players topping 40 drives in a single game. Um, There've only been 15 instances of a player driving 30 times or more in a game. Again, this was back at the end of February and Shea accounted for nine of those games. So yeah. I think what that tells you is just, he really can't be stopped when he's driving to the basket. He's just so crafty, um, powerful, maybe not like, not in the sense of Russ where he would, we talk about like explosive athleticism, um, fast twitch. That's not necessarily Shea's game. But he's so crafty and, and so good Slithery. at using his body to yeah right, right.
1: And and here's my thing with with that stat Taylor, he did that playing with guys like Darius Baisley who weren't really spacing the floor exactly um, playing good with point. guys like Lou Dort who who spaced the floor a little bit uh, Isaiah Roby yep um,
2: Moses is there Brown, for a little bit right yeah what
1: what happens when you get some knockdown shooters. Around him. What happens when you get um a big man that has like vertical gravity? Who whenever he comes off that screen and the big man dives, that it that the defense collapses in to, to prevent the the alley oop. Yeah. What did, what does Shea look like then? He he was doing these numbers in a tough environment to do them in. So what happens whenever the pieces start to fall in place exactly. around now- him? We we keep talking about what happened when Poku averages twenty points a game, shooting forty five percent from three.
2: See, that's where that's where I was going. Um, You know, we we keep talking about bringing some of okay, not there specifically. You're laughing, I know. Uh, (laughs) But we keep talking about bringing in some of these players. You know, drafting some of those players, and yes, Presley's going to have to do that yes, there's going to come a point here in the next couple of years, maybe the next three years, I don't know, where he's using some of those uh, picks he still has to try and bring in veterans, and some of those guys are already in the league to surround Hache and some of these other young pieces with, but I think we have to talk about some of those pieces as well that are already on the team it's not so much bringing in those guys as much as it is, you know, maybe Lou continues to improve um, and and his shot continues to improve. Poku, like you said, um, some of these guys that you already have on the team, some of these young pieces, Tao, some of those guys can already space the floor for Shea. And having this past season under their belts, I think is going to uh, pay a bunch of dividends, which is why I'm so curious to see what this team, I guess kind of to the point of all this led by Shea next season again, like, no, they're not going to be a playoff team, but I just keep getting the feeling that they're going to be, better than they were this past
1: year. Much better. I mean, yep. they, they, there's a chance if they don't move off of Kemba before the season starts, that's a good point on, as well. Take on another vet for an <laughs> keep asset. Forgetting
2: about that. Goodness. Kimba.
1: They could be like a, a play in type of team. And I don't know if they want to be there. Their first round pick is owed out to the Atlanta Hawks next year. Right. Uh, if it falls 15 through 30, uh, Thunder will only keep it if it falls one through 14. So uh, very very interesting. I remember when the Thunder traded that pick I was like there's no way that they're going to be in the lottery. Here we are man. <laughs> here,
3: here, here we, we are.
1: are. All right, well, Taylor, let's uh that's good. SGA, stuff. I want your prediction now. Is he on the All-Star team next season?
2: Yes. Yes, 100%. I'm with you. Yes. <laughs> I'm with you.
1: I think he is going to make another Maybe not a massive leap, but he's going to take another step forward this offseason, and I cannot wait to see what he looks like next year. So, Depending speaking health. of draft, picks, I just hope
2: he's he's healthy one hundred percent coming into the season.
1: Definitely. Speaking of draft picks, there's been a lot of talk about all of OKC's future picks. They're never going to make all those selections. People should charge them an extra pick in a trade because they have so much. Oh, blah, blah, and it, it, that stuff annoys me. You collect draft picks like like rich people collect money. So you can go get the shit you want, right?
2: People are never gonna people are never going to uh go in and purchase Teslas from Elon Musk's company because he just has so much money. Yeah, no, exactly. people are still buying Dumb. Teslas.
1: Dumb, right? Dumb. But I wanted to look at all these future assets the Thunder have, and I want you and I to categorize them based on their current value as it sits on July 4th, 2021. Now, draft picks are funny things, Taylor. They're kind of like, I've always viewed them as uh, buying stocks in the stock market.
2: I like that. One day, the asset
1: looks very, very good, right? Uh, Oh, the Houston Rockets suck. That pick's gonna be a really good pick because it comes to us, but it's top five protected, right? Uh, And then one day an asset looks really, really bad. Oh, the Clippers almost made the finals. All of those picks we have from the Clippers are all going to be pick twenty-seven and pick twenty-eight, right? right. Weekly, the value of these things changes. Yeah. So, so Kawhi is to- headed
2: to Dallas now. Those exactly. picks look
1: great. <laughs> exactly. So, I I want us to evaluate these assets as we see them right now, pre-draft twenty twenty-one. Okay, I like it. And we are going to drop each. Uh, so we're only evaluating the future first round picks that the Oklahoma City Thunder are owed. We're not looking at OKC's own picks uh, because I think we put those probably at the top tier of, right. of the value. Um, I was trying to figure out how do we want to uh, categorize these, right? Do do we want to do an, a, like a 1 through 10 scale? Um what you know, and so I started thinking about it and an, an idea popped into my head. So while my fiance and I were on vacation out in Colorado, we went to Coldstone Creamery, which I haven't been to in like years. You love
2: Coldstone, yeah.
1: And I got some uh a Reese's peanut butter lovers ice cream, and it was incredible. Ooh. And while looking at the menu, Coldstone Creamery has three sizes. They have, it's not small, medium, large. It's like it, love it, and gotta have it. Oh, I like it. Or, which, which according like to idea. according to Aziz Ansari uh, is some crackhead terminology if you've ever seen Aziz's stand-ups. <laughs> like it, love it, gotta have it. So that's how we're going to categorize these picks, Taylor. I'm going to tell you one of these selections, and I want you to tell me as far as the rest of the league is concerned, looking at the Thunder's treasure trove of assets. Is that a pick that you like, you love, or that you gotta have? Sound good? Sounds good, I like it. Awesome, again, we're we're not evaluating the Thunder's own picks because I think all of those fall in the gotta have it category. Would you agree?
2: Yeah,
1: 100%, especially right now. Okay, well, we are gonna start out, I just said that, we are gonna talk about the Thunder's own first round pick this year. Thunder have to our first asset the 2021 number six overall pick. Taylor, where are you dropping this one? Like it, love it, or gotta have it?
2: Ooh, I mean, the own pick you you gotta have it, especially in this draft. I mean, we're we're talking about a very top heavy draft, and what's interesting to me is you know we kept talking about this top five, that and and, again I know we're OKC, um, we that's. What a lot of the content coming across our Twitter feed and and other um, forms of media, it, it's going to be filtered more towards Oklahoma City Thunder. But it seems like there's a lot more talk now about like the Thunder at six, and you know, um, even those top ten picks rather than just the top five, because now we're pretty much guaranteed, unless Presty you know throws us a curveball, which could happen, to get one of Scotty Barnes <clears throat> or Jonathan Kaminga,
1: or maybe Jalen Suggs, or maybe,
2: right, yeah, that or maybe great point, great point. So some of these guys we've been talking about prior to the lottery of some of these top five picks, like they could fall to OKC at six. So if you're getting that kind of talent there, I mean, you've got to have it, right? Yeah,
1: no, I I totally agree. I would drop this pick in the got to have it category. Yeah. Uh, ne- next one, this year's Boston pick, pick number 16. Is this a like it, love it, or got to have it asset? Ooh. Um, According to the rest of the league.
2: Yeah, right. According to the rest of the, the league, um, they're looking at this. I think it, it's a like it, um, just not again, this, I, I think this draft is, is more balanced, uh, more deep and not so top heavy as people may think there's going to be, I think quite a few of the Don, I, I shouldn't say names like direct comparisons, but like, you know, kind of a Donna Mitchell, Giannis kind of situation where there, I think there's going to be more of those kind of players, uh, or more perennial stars that are drafted in this range than in your typical draft. Um, but even then, I think this is just kind of a, like it because of all the uncertainty, like you could yeah. get one of those kind of players, or you could get a player here at 16. And like, we're going to talk about this next pick, pick 18. That could be out of the draft in a season or two se- or out of the draft out of the league in a season or two. So, yeah. uh, i I say like it for this one and not to jump the gun, but I-, I think I'd say the same for the 18th pick, which is the 2021 Miami pick. What do you think?
1: Yeah, no, I, I'm with you as well, right? I think 16 and 18 both fall in the like it categories. Uh, speaking on kind of what you were saying there, I think there's a very clear top six in this NBA draft. And then when you look at picks like seven through 18, throw those 11 players in a hat and just draw a name, right? right. I think I think that order is just all over the place. Uh, I think it is very clearly uh, a new tier down. So Now
2: here's kind of something fun though. I like both of those picks. I put them in the like it category, right? Sixteenth overall and eighteenth overall, but together, I love it having yeah. both of those like the Thunder do. I love it because that gives uh, you so much point. opportunity to trade up.
1: I like it. I I I, <laughs> I, I love it. I like yeah, I it. Love it. I love there you it. go. Want some All more? All right. Of it? <laughs> next one. The tw- next year, twenty twenty two, Los Angeles Clippers unprotected first. This is so, oh, this like is it, so, love it, or gotta have it?
2: That's, like you said, this is such a situational pick, which is a cop-out. But uh, currently, I I like it. I'm um, protected. I mean, that's that's awesome. But, I mean, we saw PG finally be able to, <laughs> I guess you could say keep it together in the postseason. Played really well. Um, a lot of that could be because Kawhi wasn't playing. And that's a topic for another day. Um, but if you have PG playing at that level, for the majority of the season and you still keep Kawhi that pick, probably we're talking uh, towards the bottom of the first round. So because of that, I think you have to say like it right now.
1: I could not agree more with you. I think that pick right now is a like it pick because it looks like, Hey, August 5th might come around and Kawhi might be in another team and we're changing our tune on this pick. But as of July 4th, 2021, I look at that as a like it pick because I expect the Clippers to be, a top three, top four team in the West again next year. And that pick to be right. pick 24, 25, 26, something like that.
2: Not to go down a rabbit hole, but there was some, I, I don't even remember who dropped this, um, but our friends over at the math step back podcast, uh, Dalton. And um, he was talking about, yes, there was some rumor that came out that the Mavericks will very aggressively be pursuing Kawhi, which obviously makes sense, uh, are very interested and there might be some mutual interest there. I'm, I'm not entirely sure on the details, but, that certainly would change things for this pick 100%. Uh
1: next asset. Next season 2022 Phoenix Suns top 12 protected first. Now, for reference for this pick, uh it is top 12 protected next season. If Phoenix keeps it because their pick lands 1 through 12, it's a 1 through 10 protected in 2023, 1 through 8 protected in 2024. And then unprotected in 2025. Taylor, I Ooh. think we both pretty much agree this pick, unless barring something crazy, this pick conveys to OKC next year because Phoenix will not be in the lottery.
2: Agreed. Agreed. Um, yeah. It, I was going to say, like, eh, well, you know, there's a talk about Chris wanting to opt out and re, I think re sign with the Sun Suns uh, just with a, a different I contract.
1: If he wants a title, yep. I don't see him opting out and exactly. going somewhere well somewhere right. somewhere
2: else exactly. but even then, like in this hypothetical situation where he would, I think the growth that we've seen from Booker from Aiden and even some of these role players like obviously like Michael Bridges and cam Johnson, like they're still going to be too good. Uh, I don't see them being a lot of pick or, or mm-hmm. having a lot of pick. so uh, I think I love this one just because of the the situation like it, I think it's going to convey.
1: Yeah, I like that. So, so we can put this one as a love it pick. Um, next one, 2023, the Thunder own a Denver Nuggets, um, top 14. So lottery protected first round pick, uh, it's for it's lottery protected in 2023, lottery protected in 2024, lottery protected 2025, um, and if it does not ever convey, then it becomes two second round picks. Hmm. So this, this is a top 14 lottery protected. I think this one probably comes to OKC as well in 2023, as I believe Denver will be in the law lo- and the playoffs in two years. Uh, but how do you rank this one, Taylor?
2: Yeah, I think you're right here, especially when you have a talent like Jokic, um, even if Murray doesn't come back healthy or whatever the case may be. Um, I kind of think like even this offseason that Denver's kind of a interesting um, kind of dark horse team to make a, a trade for another talented player, even at Kimba, mm-hmm. like makes a lot of sense there. Um, so I, I don't know, based off the, what I said for the last one, I probably have to say love it just because it will convey it, but this is more of a like it for me. Um, I, I don't know.
1: I agree. I have this one as a like it as well because of the protection. On, right. Right. That's um, a good point. Top 14. Okay. Next one, 2023, so this is the – we the Thunder have their own pick in 2023, which we're not evaluating. They have that Denver lottery protected. In 2023, the Thunder have a Los Angeles Clippers pick swap.
2: I like that. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm going to go got to have it on this one. We haven't had very – we've only had one got to have it. Um, anytime you can have a pick swap opportunity, um, regardless of the situation, I feel like that's always a win for the team, uh, who, who is going to, um, get the advantage of, of that. Those pick swaps are awesome. I say you got to have those.
1: Yeah, that, that, that's an interesting one because now we're looking two years out. Could the thunder be in the playoffs in two years? True. Um, That's a great point. What did the Clippers Clippers look like? the Clippers Maybe decided to make a little bit of a change. Maybe the thunder are a little bit higher than the Clippers. Um, and get a better pick because of it. Last one in 2023, the Oklahoma city thunder have a lottery protected first round pick from the Miami heat. It is lottery protected in 2023. It rolls over to lottery protected. 2024 rolls over to lottery protected 2025. And if all three of those seasons, the heat miss the playoffs then it becomes unprotected in 2026.
2: Okay. Um, Man, I think this is another like it for me. Um, Agreed. The lottery. These
1: lottery picks to me. Yes, yeah. Lottery protected are just like it. Right. Like the best you could possibly do is 15 on these. Agreed. That's how so, I feel exactly. Yep. Yeah. Uh, all right. Next pick up on the board. 2024. Ooh, 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 a 2024. A Houston top four protected first
2: same exact situation that we find ourselves we found ourselves in uh heading into the lottery this season uh, mm-hmm. with that top four protection and, and the first round houston pick
1: a lot houston, of things can change a lot in, of things. In three absolutely. years as well
2: absolutely um look i i wish it was unprotected obviously but i'm gonna go ahead and say another gotta have it because you never know what happens with houston um you know maybe they've struggled continue to struggle as an organization aren't able to build a team around whoever they pick this season maybe Kevin Porter Jr. doesn't pan out like they want him to. And we're looking at a very similar situation where, like you said, maybe the thunder are in the playoffs at this point. Um, But you now have an opportunity to get a lottery pick based off um, this, this Houston pick. So I think those are got to have it.
1: Yeah. The, the top four for me protected kind of sucks. But I think your hope is that Houston is not like the worst team in the league in 2024, but maybe like, the seventh or eighth worst team. And so in 2024, I expect the Thunder to be back in the playoffs. And then this pick to hopefully have the range of landing like seven, eight, nine. Yep. Right. That's an and very that, good that's, point. so I would probably put this one closer to love it than got to okay. have it. Yep. That's but, fair. um, I, I think that's still fair. Now this next one, the other 2024 pick the Thunder have a Los Angeles Clippers unprotected first.
2: That's a uh, that's gonna be a fun season or a fun <laughs> fun draft season because,
1: yeah, hopefully,
2: knock on wood, we uh, have a very competitive, fun young team at this point. Um, but we're also still looking at draft prospects for this upcoming draft. Um, I'm protected. I'm kind of torn here between love it and gotta have it, just because it's there's so much unknown with the Clippers um, and even this far out with any team for that matter.
1: That that and that reason for me, Taylor, is yep. why it's a gotta have it.
2: Okay, yeah, gotcha. I mean,
1: think, think, think about, so this is three years down the line and I know we look at it and we're like, Oh, PG signed a long-term deal with the Clippers. He wants to be back in LA. Kawhi wanted to be back in LA. We'll see what he does this summer, blah, blah, blah. Think about the league three years ago though. I mean, three years ago, Paul George was just getting to Oklahoma city, right?
2: It's a good point.
1: Very Uh, good point. Carmelo Anthony was coming to the thunder um LeBron James was in Cleveland yeah yeah uh, how much does the league change in three years it's massive right right. and and as much as we think these things are long-lasting and we look at that long-term deal from from PG and a possible long-term deal from Kawhi they might want out by that point so for this one the uncertainty of this all favors the Thunder
2: yeah, I think that's that's pretty fair. I was looking at more like a glass half empty kind of situation where you just don't know. Um, like maybe you yeah. kind of lean towards love it, but you, you sold me. I think that's a got to have it. Anytime you yeah, can have an unprotected pick like that, that part out. And
1: anything that's uncertain in, in this instance benefits OKC. Great point. Right? Great All right, let's point. move on to the next year. 2025. The first asset in 2025 is a double swap. So the thunder get the best available pick out of their own, or they can swap with Houston. As long as it's not top 10 or they can swap with the Clippers and it's Ooh, completely another unprotected.
2: unprotected. I mean, based off what we said for this last pick, um, I mean, we said we got to have it there. So you have another unprotected, uh, Clippers pick plus top 10 protected Houston pick. I mean,
1: yeah. So, so you only get one pick (laughs) out of this, right? You only get one pick out of this, but the Thunder get the best out of three.
2: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I got to have it. Like I said, pick swaps, just, um, just like you said, I mean, basically you're, um, you're protecting yourself in these situations from the uncertainty that we just talked about with that last pick. If it didn't fall in your, if that Clippers pick doesn't fall in your favor, as much as we just talked about, then you have other options. So with the swaps,
1: got to have it. I completely agree. Completely agree. Next one, Taylor, uh the other 2025 asset is Philadelphia 76ers top 6 protected first round pick. Now this one, let me get back to it on the on the page here. It's um oh 2025 God, this list is so long, it's hard to find them. <laughs> it's get, like, like scroll Go one to the through, next yeah. one through six <laughs> protected in 2025 one through four protected in 2026 and 27 um and if it hasn't been conveyed by then it becomes two seconds
2: oh um i mean top six protected i think i'm gonna go love it on this one again like without like uncertainty that. especially 2025 like in a perfect situation, the Thunder are very competitive, again, at this point. Um, Playoff contenders, those, yeah. maybe championship contenders. Ben
1: Simmons might be off of that Philly team this offseason. Right. How long does Embiid stay around for? How long does Embiid stay healthy can Embiid for? stay healthy?
2: Exactly. Yep, yep. I think you— uh But it is top six protected, and so if Philadelphia is as bad, potentially, as they could be, although Maury's there, I don't expect that. But— um because of that uncertainty, I'm going to stick with love it rather than got to have it.
1: No, I I completely agree. I think uh, uh, protections almost make it just a love it, not got to have it for yeah, me. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, the last year of assets, twenty, and we obviously our listeners have probably already caught on to this. We're not evaluating <laughs> any of the second round picks, just the first round picks. Good point. Twenty twenty six, Houston, top four protected first round pick. Huh, if it does not convey that year let me make sure on this yeah if it doesn't convey uh it becomes a second round pick
2: i think very similar situation as the previous pick we discussed for all those reasons i think i'm going to stick with love it but just because this one is top four and not top six i i I could be persuaded as a gotta have it but for now i think i'm sticking with love it what do you think on this one
1: i'm going love it as well i'm sticking with my guns here if it's protected it's only a love it. Gotcha. And then this last one, the 2026 Los Angeles Clippers unprotected first. Same
2: situation as uh, the unprotected um, that we talked about, but this one's further out. Yeah, you got to have
1: it. 100%. And then again, I think we put all of OKC's assets into the got to have, have it. it. The, the OKC's own picks, right? Right. So Especially looking your term. Yeah, so looking through this, not including OKC's own picks, we just evaluated 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 picks, Taylor. Of those 14, uh, we ranked them Ooh. into three categories like it, love it, gotta have it. For like it, we had one, two, three, four, five. We had five like it. We had one, two, three, love it. And one, two, three, four, five, got to habits. That seems pretty good. I
2: think that's pretty shows promising. Exactly. That just shows uh, the incredible job that Prezzy's done accumulating these assets. Not just any kind of, you know, not, not just any first round picks, you know, just give me any first round pick you have. Uh, this has very much been thought out. I think is what mm-hmm. this exercise showed us, which has been and, a blast. I liked, love this idea. Yeah. yeah,
1: they're spaced out. Right. It's not just a whole lot of picks in one or two or three years. Good. They're they're very spaced out. And the list isn't done yet.
2: Also, a good point. Still have assets. is not
1: done yet. (laughs) List is not done yet. Um, Awesome. Well, I think this is a good exercise. Hopefully, this helps our listeners also kind of evaluate what the Thunder have in that treasure trove of assets and what could be valuable to, to other teams. And again, in two months, this list could change drastically for us, right? If in two months Kawhi Leonard is no longer on the Los Angeles Clippers, I think this list starts to shift and a lot of those Clippers assets all start to become right of habits.
2: And the um, only other thing I think I'd add in there, like in a very similar, um, on a very similar note, we did talk about the Thunder having the opportunity to draft young players, even when they are maybe contending again here in 2025, 2026. But something I mentioned at the top of the podcast. Presti isn't going to use all these draft picks. At that point, you can start packaging some of these picks based off their value, just like you said, cashing them in and uh, bringing in players to surround your, your contending team. So
1: uh, 100%, 100%, 100%. All right, Taylor, before we talk some NBA Finals, let's take a cruise through the comments section.
2: Hey, yeah, no, absolutely. Any um,
1: questions and any comments you find interesting? Let's chat about I have
2: them. a couple questions, and then I'll just give some people some shout outs here. Um, we've had more comments today, which is really cool. Kerry says happy fourth, happy fourth to you as well, Kerry. But he said that uh, they are driving uh, for Helena, Montana to Great Falls right now. Um, so he definitely appreciates the early podcast that we're doing hey, to, to think... listen while he's driving. So that's really cool. Shout out Carrie. Um, Shout also out Kerry and the
1: fam, man.
2: He was a. Uh, I was in Salt Lake City in summer league. He says I still remember reloading my phone in the shower. Then I got out and he saw the news about Kevin Durant. Fun times for all of us. Um. Yeah. Shout out. Uh, uh. Silva for his his comments on the hot dog eating contest. That's always fun. Um. Let's see. Uh. Carrie did mention. Nah. We we talked about nickel some last week. Obviously playing great for Team Canada. Um. Although we won't get to see them in the Olympics, which sucks. But Nikkel is another Alexander who seems to be taking a a pretty big leap. I'm really excited to see what he does for the Pelicans next season.
1: I'm a big fan of him. I don't think there's any way you pry him out of New Orleans, though.
2: I I think you're right. I think you're exactly right. Um, TJ in the chat, shout TJ. He says, who is the Batman Robin with SGA? He thinks Shea is a star, and I think both both you and I definitely agree with that.
1: I think the hope is that Poku can become a Robin. Um, I think more likely is you're going to draft your Robin over the next couple of years. Maybe it's Scotty Barn. Maybe it's Jonathan yes. Kalinga. Right. That's a good
2: point. So, I think there's also another situation you where know, we talk about the Batman and then the Robins, but maybe you have Batman and Superman. You're uh you're assembling the Avengers here, not so much uh Batman and a psychic. So the
1: uh, the, the DC adventures. Yeah, there, there you go. The Justice League. Yeah. There yeah, you go. Justice the Justice League. League, Taylor. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry <laughs> to all the comic book nerds out there that Taylor just massively offended. Apologies.
2: Exactly. Uh, And then TJ says, let you overpay and outspend others for guys that they want with those picks, which is another good point
1: that yes, 100%. You have the money, which is the draft picks, go spend it. And for me, like I look, uh, I think the Thunder, a lot of times get compared to the Boston Celtics, Brooklyn Nets deal, right? That, that got Boston, all those draft picks and Boston got Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum out of those picks, but the rest of them, they just sat on and almost age almost did something all the time and then never actually pulled the trigger. And then those picks became, uh, you know, pick 14, pick 16, pick 18. Romeo Langford, right? Uh, Grant Williams, cash in, cash Cash in with the value at at its highest. And we know Sam Presti is aggressive. Uh, I I am not worried about that. I think that is his thinking as well. I'm going to package stuff. I'm going to go, I'm going to target what I want. And if I have to overspend to get it, That's why I collected these picks.
2: I'm with you. Well, thank you all for uh, tuning in. Some great comments in the chats. Um, Hey,
1: Taylor, one thing I want to bring up, uh, Carrie's last comment said, I wish Troy Weaver could do Sam Presti a solid and trade us number one. I want Cade so bad. I had this conversation on, if any of our listeners have hopped on the Green Room app with us, Friday night I had this conversation uh, and, and I started to think about it. And it's kind of interesting to me. I want to get your opinion on it real quick. So we know Troy Weaver is a Sam Presti disciple. Worked with Presti for forever. And Troy Weaver is now the GM of the Detroit Pistons. They've had a talk about pick number one, right? There's no way they have it.
2: Oh, yeah. Presti's actually called them. And Troy's probably saying, look, I know the assets you have. I helped accumulate them. These are the ones I want. They kind of skip the uh the kind of the BS talk at the beginning that the GMs will do before uh-huh. they, they just dove straight into like this is what the trade would look like. And they're probably thinking, eh, not sure if this makes sense for either. Well, <laughs> Troy's probably saying, eh, even then doesn't really make sense. I gotta keep number one.
1: Yeah, well, here was my thought, Taylor. Let's say Presty does call up Troy and says, Troy, I really want pick number one. We want Kate. I'll give you pick six. I'll give you sixteen. I'll give you eighteen. I'll give you two of those Clippers picks down the line. I'll give you two of those Houston picks down the line. We're talking seven total draft picks. Troy, I'll give you all of that for Cade. And Troy oh, says, that's Tro- the grandfather Troy, offer, right? Yeah. Like, let, let's you can't say, turn let, that down. Yeah. Let's say Troy says no. No, we're, we're taking the 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 thing that we believe in, which is Cade Cunningham. What happens when that trade leaks, Taylor? when it's found Ooh. out by by Detroit ownership, Detroit fans, the NBA as a whole, that Troy Weaver had seven picks yep. and decided, well, to take, decided to take Cade. You better make damn sure that Cade hits. Because right. if Cade becomes a Markel Fultz, if Cade becomes a, uh, I don't know, j- just a run-of-the-mill good, play like a Tobias Harris, and the rest of the league looks and says, you kept that? Instead of taking seven
2: picks? That's exactly what I was gonna say. It's all about hindsight, puts, right? That puts
1: that puts some pressure on you, right? Like you better make yep. damn sure because it puts pressure on Cade or whoever you take, it, yeah, it, it puts, puts pressure, puts pressure on a ton the of pressure on Troy. Yeah.
2: Because that's if a, you that's miss a
1: great, great point. You know, I've been thinking about that. If you miss, that's like catastrophic, right? Exactly. Flip side's also true though. What if you deal though Cade for those seven picks and Cade's yeah. a perennial all-star, all NBA type? contributor, that might also be a fireable offense. But it at least puts pressure on somebody, oh, crap, do I do it? Do I pull the trigger here, right? And so I think that becomes a very, very interesting thing.
2: I
0: agree.
1: So, all right, well, let's take a trip around the association, talk some NBA finals before we get out of here.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate
3: <laughs>
1: All right, Taylor, the NBA finals are set after last night, July 3rd, the, the Blue Bucks Wire
2: podcast finals.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> the the Bucks close out the series against Atlanta in 6. We have Yeah, the the Two of our favorite podcasts are going to be covering NBA Finals content. We've got the Timeline podcast, Sam and Mike uh, covering the Phoenix Suns. We've got the Eurostep podcast, our guys Ty and Rohan covering the Bucks. Those are going to be two must-listen-to shows over the next two weeks. Taylor, my first question for you. Give me some keys to the series. What needs to happen? What, what are the big things you are looking at?
2: The biggest one series. and the most obvious one is health, like we've seen. Or Obviously, with Trey Young out in the Eastern Conference Finals, hurt a ton, as well as having Giannis out for the Bucs on the other side. Just hoping and praying that both teams can stay healthy um, because I want to see this to its fullest extent. I think it's going to be a great matchup. <clears throat> Excuse me. The other one, DeAndre Aiden's going to have to continue to play well like he has been. He can't have some of those no-show games, and a lot of that comes down to how is he going to be able to guard Giannis I kind of think he might be best equipped at that, but I also think we'll see guys like Michael Bridges, obviously on Giannis, as well as maybe even Torrey Craig. How are the Suns going to? Hey, Jay, oh, Jay Crowder's a great one. I completely forgot about Jay. They have the bodies to throw out Giannis. Do they have the right guy to guard him throughout the series, um, or does work, does it work? Just keep throwing different bodies at him, like the guys that we mentioned guarding Giannis is a huge one. And I think this is kind of a cop out answer, but like, who's going to be the best star on the court for? this entire series, uh, I think it's going to decide who wins this game. Is Chris Middleton going to step up and be the scorer that, um, you know, that, that we saw glimpses of this past Easter conference finals. Is it going to be Booker who takes his game on the biggest stage of basketball <clears throat> and shows us what he's capable of, or is it going to be Chris Paul doing what he's done this entire playoffs. Um, who's going to be the best player on the court, um, during this, this finals. And I think that's really going to decide, um, as obvious as that sounds, who wins this finals.
1: No, I think that's great. You know, I, I hope Giannis can be 90% of himself. Um, that might be asking a lot with the way that knee looked, but, but I hope he can come back. He can play well. Like the the Drew Holiday-Chris Paul matchup is going to be incredible. The Mikael Bridges-Chris Middleton matchup going to be incredible. Um, I am super excited to see how these two teams match up and I think it's going to be a really, really fun finals. And I'm excited Taylor, just because that we have two teams that haven't been here in a while, uh, two, it's not the Lakers. It's not the nets. It's not, uh, God bless them. The Spurs, right? This feels like a breath of fresh air. It's not the Miami heat. And I love that about it.
2: I'm with you there. Exactly. I think, uh, I think you're spot on. It's very fun, very interesting, a lot of unknowns. And that's what I'm excited about.
1: Definitely. I love it. So I know we got to get out of here soon. So real quick, give me uh, your prediction. Who wins the finals and how many games? I got
2: it. Suns and seven, baby.
1: Suns and seven. Suns man, and if, seven. If, seven we, games if we get a finals game seven, sign me up. I am ready to go. I'm going to go. Man, this is so hard because I love Milwaukee's defense defense and length. Uh, I think Brooke Lopez does provide a bit of a uh, matchup issue for DeAndre Ayton stepping out to the three uh, point line. Who guards Giannis? Oh, but I just I think Chris Paul and Devin Booker just cook. I'm gonna go I'm, Suns, with you there. I'm gonna go sons and six. I'm going okay, Sons Suns and six. six. All right. Suns and six. Awesome. So all right, Taylor, I know we got to hop off here. Any parting thoughts uh, before we we get out of here?
2: Um, it just seems crazy. The season's finally over. We made it through the COVID weird year and uh, really, really excited. We're getting closer and closer to the NBA draft. Ready to jump back into Thunder specific themes.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, so those of you that are listening to us live, hey, thank you so much for joining. We really appreciate you guys hopping on here with us on Independence Day. This is the podcast version. Shout out to you guys. Thank you so much. Go drop a five-star rating. We will be live on the Green Room app Monday evening, so join the Green Room app. Hang out with us, and then Wednesday and Friday as normal on Green Room as well. You guys enjoy your holiday weekend. We will talk to you soon. Until then, and as always, thunder up. Thunder up.